This podcast is a production of Phoenix Media. Explore more episodes of this show and other great shows on the Phoenix Media Podcast Network by visiting phoenixmedia.us. The views expressed do not necessarily represent those of the company or its advertisers and may contain language that's unsuitable for younger listeners. Laugh it up, fuzzball. I'm about to do to you what Limp Bizkit did to music in the late 90s. Surely you can't be serious. I am serious. And don't call me Shirley. Here goes the last DJ. Wash my hands of this weirdness. Hello, everybody, and welcome to this episode of the Christian Phoenix Radio Show. It is a Tuesday, July 21st. We are your daily dose of laughs and levity in a crazy, crazy world. I am joined by my co-host, Tony Sanfilippo, who literally just rolled out of bed. How you feeling, Tone? Oh, man, I'm exhausted, man, but here we go. There's no Red Bull, no nothing, so, uh, Ooh. yeah. You're going yeah. in raw. Going in raw, man. So let's do this. <laughs> uh, Ryan Wink is out this week. Again, he is working, so um, by all means, you know, we love making sure that uh, he's got work in front of him, that he's getting things done, but uh, we are missing him this week. Uh, looking to have him back hopefully next week and maybe live and in studio. But let's go ahead and kick things off the way I do every day with a question. Now, Tony, if you weren't working where you work and maybe took up a career as a police detective, how do you feel you would do? Do you think you're an observant type of person? Do you think you'd do okay? Uh, where would you fall in that? Um, I would probably be observant. Uh, uh, I definitely would have to be a more behind the scenes kind of cop. I'm not, I'm not very, uh, <laughs> I am too nice sometimes. So, uh, that would be kind of a hard thing. I, I remember asking a, uh, uh, my ex-wife about that one time. I, I thought about actually doing law enforcement. I'm like, oh, maybe I should do that. Because eh, you wouldn't be very good at that. Sorry. <laughs> You'd be the good cop so, uh, in the good cop, bad I'd cop be, situation. Yeah, yeah, I'd be the good cop too often. I'd be like the Andy Samberg a bit. So. <laughs> <laughs> hey, that's okay, you know. But, uh, you know, as far as, you know, detectives go, they have to be able to pick out uh, little things that are off, you know, uh, be able to figure out and put the pieces together of something that they just walked into. Um, I don't know if you've ever done like an escape room or anything along those lines, but uh, it sounds like you feel like you'd be pretty observant in that case yeah absolutely no and i haven't done an uh escape room i'd like to though i'd like to yeah. i would too i think they're fun or they look fun anyway yeah they they look a lot of fun yeah they, there's a ton of them that pop up around here too so but here nor there <laughs> uh ready to hear what's up with this one today yes so uh you should get a kick out of this so around 2 p.m in Allenhurst, not fair from dunleavy road in liberty County Sheriff's Office Detective Mike Albritton said officers found an object lying on the side of railroad tracks. By policy, law enforcement officers do not touch a deceased person until the coroner arrives. So they placed a sheet over the suspected body and waited. 
When the coroner arrived, detectives began to check for injuries and immediately discovered that the body was a female sex doll. The doll was anatomically correct, with realistic skin and features, and was fully dressed, authorities say. Albritton said in all his years, he has never encountered a situation like this. I mean, if you were law enforcement, not even a detective who found a suspected body on the side of the road, you would look a little closer to discover it was a sex doll before waiting for a coroner to come out, waiting for the detective to come out, I would assume, right? Uh, you would think so. You think you would uh, you do that, but who? I don't know. Like he said, all in all his years, that's the first time. So. Right. <laughs> and I wonder if somebody did it as a joke, if they were maybe just done with it and discarded it. Um, who knows? And uh, you know, I wonder if it warrants any further investigation. But uh, <laughs> it sounds like a huge waste of resources by getting more than just the people who found it out there. Yeah, absolutely. And it's one of those things. It's just weird to me that they that uh, sex dolls even exist. It's just strange to me. Well, and they're only getting more and more advanced and uh, roboticized. And, you know, there's there's a need for everybody. Obviously, we have legalized sex workers out here, which, uh, you know, for most people, you would think, uh, you know, human to human interaction would be preferred. But there are those people out there that, uh, you know, maybe they're they're a little shy when it comes to other humans. Yeah, I guess. Eesh. <laughs> so not judging, not judging. I'm just saying. But this goes to show that if you are done with your sex doll, don't discard it next to the railroad tracks. Um, maybe. Ooh, I was going to say recycle it, but I don't. I don't. <laughs> I don't think anybody would want that uh, second hand. So. Yeah, no, you don't want a second-hand uh, toy. That's just a... Uh, no. No. <laughs> <laughs> well, folks, it is Tuesday. Let's go ahead and talk about today's show, shall we? This is Taco Tuesday! We've got a great show lined up for you. We have Rank It with Tony, Customer Service Hell. Our call-in topic is your go-time songs. These are the songs that get you pumped up to do whatever the day has in store for you. We have Kids Are Smart. We've done Kids Are Dumb. We're doing Kids Are Smart today. We have This Day in History, and Tony is here up next with the entertainment news. Folks, don't go anywhere. When we come back, Tony will take us through. We'll see you in a few. To join the conversation, call 844-790-TALK. That's 844-790-8255. Now, back to the show. And we are back. This is the Christian Phoenix Radio Show. It is a Tuesday, July 21st. Now, we love the interaction with you guys, the listeners and the watchers. You know, many of you chime in on our Facebook page. But we've also set up a a 24-hour-a-day, seven-day-a-week voicemail line called the Phoenix Line, giving you guys the opportunity to call in about anything whatsoever. You can comment on uh, any of the topics we're talking about. You can rant and rave about what's going on with you. We don't care. Just keep it entertaining. We'll put those together and put them out in a future show. Now, if you do want to call the Phoenix Line, that number is 855-PHOENIX-RADIO. That's 855 F-E-N-I-X-R-D-O or 855-336-4973. Now it is the second segment of the show, and as we do each and every day, Tony is here with the entertainment news. 
All right. Good morning, everybody. It is. You like that, buddy? <laughs> Apparently, July Tony's going 20... through puberty. <laughs> yeah, July 21st, 2020. And here's the Filippo Fast Five. Justin. I forgot the sonic noise. Yeah, we got the Justin... sound effects. Justin Timberlake and Jessica Biel reportedly welcomed their second child following a secret pregnancy. Congrats. Good to them. Congratulations. Original Gizmo voice actor Howie Mandel will not be returning for the animated series. Ooh, Ooh Tony. I think, it, I think there's a job opening yeah. for you. Oh, man, I, that'd be sweet. Um, it doesn't say who's even voicing, but uh, it's not Howie Mandel. Uh, Julia Roberts and Denzel Washington have a new movie coming out called Leave the World Behind, and it will debut on Netflix. No timetable announced. Mario Kart Tour finally adds landscape mode. Woohoo! Just what I needed. <laughs> so now you can turn the phone and play it as it should be, as opposed to the way oh, it was. Good. Uh, yeah, I don't know if you're playing Mario Kart Tour still, but if you are, there you go. The landscape mode is available soon. And Harry Potter movies will be leaving HBO Max next month. Yes, already. That's the Filippo Fast Five. Now, going into the story, the teaser today is Tenet is the New Mutants. Game of Thrones is coming back, sort of. And so is Rick Grimes. Girl! Oh, and a post-apocalyptic box office report and a Metallica story still because. This is the news. So Tenet is delayed again. Ugh. Warner Brother removes Christopher Nolan movie from release schedule. So now, Tenet's original July 17th release, release date has already been pushed back. We know that. We've covered that a couple times on the show. Uh, so we got pushed back to August 12th. Well, unfortunately, with the COVID-19 pandemic continuing to wreak havoc, brother, on the entertainment industry, it would seem that Warner Brothers is no longer willing to attempt a summer release. Um, the studio may abandon plans for its simultaneous global launch of Tenet instead of releasing it in individual markets as the public health crisis allows. Um, Toby Emmerich uh, of the studio announced that, uh, or he says, we will share a new 2020 release date imminently for Tenet, Christopher Nolan's wholly original and mind-blowing feature. We are not treating Tenet like a traditional global day and date release in our upcoming market and distribute distribution plans. Wow, I cannot read distribution? also or talk <laughs> distribution. Thank yes. We'll reflect that. Based on his statement, Warner Brothers is apparently still hoping to release Tenet in 2020, at least in some markets. Variety writes sources at Warner Brothers stress that they will have to be more flexible with its plans to release it which means it will not have a traditional rollout. Movie theaters overseas have already started to reopen, so there's a chance that it could launch internationally. I'd imagine there's going to be pirates, and it'll be pirated by then. Right. Prior to a domestic release, uh, Warner Brothers also announced that due to this, um, The Conjuring, The Devil Made Me Do It film, has been pushed back from September 11th to June 4th, 2021. So here we go again. Let's push all the movies back into the new year. Musical I mean, chairs, yep. Well, and with Tenet, I understand a little bit why they're doing it, because it had such a big budget that they're worried about making their money back or making a profit on it, which, you know, is obviously hopeful. But with all that being said, you know, if you keep pushing it around, you're almost guaranteeing that you're not making that money back. 
Oh, exactly. And another thing, I talked to a buddy about this yesterday because he's a big movie theater guy as well. Um, I don't know how hard this is, right? Um, we know that there is a big bad bug out there that uh, has shut the world down for the most part. But if we just follow the CDC guidelines, practice, uh, you know, social distancing, and it doesn't seem like it'd be that hard to open a theater, right? Fill it half capacity, make sure everybody's, you know, six feet apart. Right. And you don't have a lot of movies playing, obviously. It's all classic movies. Um, why not show that one particular movie in a couple of theaters and as more roll out, shrink the, sc- the amount of screens and limited amount the screening times throughout the day, you know? It's, uh, A, you're guaranteed to get people to come back to the theater, especially if they feel safe. They're not right next to a weirdo watching like that one guy I saw Sonic with back in February. <laughs> right. Oh, Sonic. Um, I, I just think it can be done. And I'm not sure why it's not happening yet. It just... Well, we've talked I mean, about it before that, you know, they could even do, you know, a release in theaters with, you know, half capacity or whatever it is for the first seven days. And then after seven days, release it on uh, premium video on demand. And I guarantee, you know, a Christopher Nolan movie would make a ton of money uh, with premium VOD. Yeah, right now, I think uh, with everything going on, I think new content would be great. I mean, obviously, Netflix been rolling out shows like crazy, things like that. But I mean, I like to you and I are the same when it comes to wanting to get out and actually experience the right. movies, not just watch them, but go experience. And Tenet, obviously, is a movie that needs to be experienced. And I just I I can't wait till they open theaters back up. I just I feel like it's been I know it's been five months, but it feels like it's been forever. Right. And that, that was such a big part of me, like. Jimmy still plugs away on our pop culture kaboom show. Uh, uh, Tony is, uh, he also writes reviews. It's like, well, <laughs> there hasn't been much really to review because <laughs> there hasn't been nothing to review. Like, uh, so anyways, here nor there, tenant pushback. Uh, uh, were you a fan of game of Thrones? Uh, I got through, I think season four, um, it's a great okay. show. It's just finding the time to watch it. And you know, some episodes were a little on the slow side. Yeah, that's how I was, and I made it to the end of season four, so I got a little more ahead of you, but not by much. But uh, anyways, fans of Game of Thrones will be happy to know that HBO has begun the casting process for its Game of Thrones prequels, House of the Dragon. House of the Dragon was ordered straight to series by HBO last October through the word on the series has been quiet since then. Much like the rest of the TV industry, the series likely saw production scheduling reshaped because of the COVID-19 pandemic, but the casting is now commenced, according to Entertainment Weekly. House of the Dragon is a prequel set in the universe of HBO's Game of Thrones series based on George R.R. R. Martin's Fire and Blood book. Both the book and the HBO series are based on Martin's Game of Thrones book series. The TV show ended last year, and House of the Dragon will be the first venture back into Westeros since the controversial finale. Fire and Blood is a book about the House of Targaryen, uh, Targaryen and it's set 300 years before Game of Thrones. It covers a, over 100 years of Targaryen history and sees many a leader rise to fame and fall from grace within it. EW reports, which I should just said Entertainment Weekly because it was weird to say <laughs> EW, um, the famous Dance of the Dragons, a civil war between the Targaryens, will be a part of the show at some point. It's also possible the series could center around Aegon. I'm butchering their names. I know I am. 
um, Aegean's conquest, a destructive war that saw Targaryen usher in the reigns of House of Targaryen, something frequently referenced in Game of Thrones. So if you're a fan of the show, uh, prequel is coming. Um, there was uh, uh, another focus prequel starring Naomi Watts, but that got canceled, so this right. is completely different. Uh uh, it sounds more or less basically the same thing just said a hundred years before. So exactly, and I think I think that the uh, finale of the original Game of Thrones was enough to turn a you know a lot of people off that they may not even go back and watch this prequel series. Yeah, they, I felt like they kind of they had something good and they kind of just rushed because they got ahead of the book too. Uh, in the sense that they had to start writing up their own stuff towards the end. And, of course, it wasn't as good, right? Yeah, yeah. Sometimes you run that risk if you do that. Um, For my next story, I was looking for my soundbite, but, uh, of course, I'm not going to be able to find it. (laughs) So I'm not going to waste my time on it. But uh, Walking Dead um, producers update the Rick Grimes movie. Um, This is where I would have hit the choral button, but uh, I don't see it. Uh, the Walking Dead will feature um, Andrew Lincoln's Rick Grimes, um, and it's coming along in a big way. Um, executive producer David Alpert announced. Um, I'm just kind of kind of cut through here. This it's going to be a trilogy movie, which was planned back in November 2018. Um, will reveal what happened to Rick Grimes and Anne, formerly Jadis of the Scavengers, after they were scuttled away aboard a helicopter and taken to a new corner of the zombie apocalypse so it's coming along in a big way we're desperate to get back into production and everything is going well um heavily involved with the franchise's first film is skybound co-founder and walking dead creator robert kirkman he says rick's return on the big screen will benefit the industry wide slowed down by COVID 19 there's a ton of stuff going on, and I don't want anyone to think we're just waiting around for this pandemic to end. I would say, if anything, the pandemic is going to make a lot of these movies better, and I think <laughs> Rick Grimes, movie chief among them, just because we're getting more time to cook this thing and make sure it's perfect. Um, so a teaser trailer was released in 2019, hinted that Rick and Ann were transported to Philadelphia, um so and season 10 even the finale of the walking dead hasn't even shown yet that's supposed to debut in the next couple weeks um we'll find more at comic-con at home this week to find out but uh michonne uh in the last episode that they did show michonne uh left virginia on a rescue mission because she discovered evidence that rick was still alive so she'll probably be part of the movie, which will be great. It brings them back together again. Uh, I love Andrew Lincoln as Rick Grimes. And, oh, absolutely. Uh, knowing that Robert Kirkman's involved, I think it'll be a good movie. Oh, yeah, I do too. And here's your soundbite. Cool! There you go. You found it. <laughs> All right. Well, we got time for one brief little box office yeah. report before birthdays. So I'll save Metallica for another day. Okay. Uh, Beauty and the Beast tops this week's <laughs> domestic box office during this is the 18th weekend of the pandemic shutdown so put that in perspective put that in your pipe and smoke it um so while nolan's tenant was supposed to open this week it was 2017's beauty and the beast that beat out it made it it brought in 467,000 at 527 locations uh disney's iron man was second um it's just crazy to me, like to say Beauty and the Beast was number one, and Disney's uh, 
<laughs> Iron Man there. So, <laughs> well, and there go- you go. It goes to show what we were just talking about that, you know, even if a movie's been released in homes, you know, home theaters, people will still go back and watch them on the big screen. Yeah, it's crazy. But hey, I would do it too, but our theaters have not opened, so I can't even go see a classic movie in the theater. I would do that. Same here. <laughs> uh, all right, let's dance to some birthdays, huh? Let's get this party going. It's the most energy I've shown all show here. <laughs> all right, the birthdays today. Josh Hartnett, uh, actor, 41. He was in the faculty, Halloween H2O and Pearl Harbor, uh, 41. Cat Stevens, Dave Mustaine's favorite folk singer, is 71. C.C. Sabathia, pitcher of the New York Yankees, is 39. I think he retired, but uh, nonetheless, 39. And two heavenly birthdays today. Don Knotts, 96. Uh, well, would have been 96. He passed away in 2006. And then uh, one of your favorite actors, one of mine, one of the reasons why I'm so goofy, Robin Williams, would have been 69 today. He passed away in 2014. And that's it for birthdays. Real short, real simple. <laughs> well, folks, when we come back, we enter the arena with uh, Rank It with Tony. He's going to take us down a list of the top 10 of something. Don't know what it is. So stay yes! tuned. <laughs> so you can find out what it is. We'll see you guys on the other side. Are you shy and don't want to talk on the air? Text us your questions or comments to 775-237-2266. Now back to the show. And we are back. This is the Crucial Phoenix Radio Show. It is Tuesday, July 21st. We are all over social media. Many of you watching us on Facebook Live as we speak. We also rebroadcast every evening on the AUN TV network. 13 TV stations across Northern California and Northern Nevada. Now, if you want to get a hold of us on social media, you can. I can be reached at facebook.com forward slash Christian Phoenix Radio. That's Christian with a K. Phoenix with an F. Radio, of course, with an R. Or on Instagram at Christian Phoenix. Tony is available at facebook.com forward slash Tony dot Sanfilippo. That's S-A-N-F-I-L-I-P-P-O dot nine four. Or on Instagram at Tony dot Sanfilippo 81. And Ryan, who is out on a job right now, is available at facebook.com forward slash Ryan dot wink. Or on Instagram at Names Wink. Now, being that it is Tuesday and something we do each and every Tuesday, I get into the ring usually with a co-host. But in this case, we will uh, pit me against you guys, the listeners. So feel free to chime in on Facebook. And we have Rank It with Tony. Done. Yes, it is that time. It is Rank It with Tony. Doesn't quite have the same tone as Ryan, but uh, nonetheless, we are here, and I I encourage you guys, you guys don't even have to call, so this is really easy. I'm going to give a subject, and then you guys just chime in, and then when you do, I'll give you guys a shout-out, and uh, you can compete with Chris and see if you can beat him. Now, today, we are going into Christian's wheelhouse, Ooh. so you guys will... Uh, you guys will have some fun with this one. This one is not like overly thinking today. It's not, but it is ranker. So you just never know. 
Right. And this one actually might be so in your wheelhouse, it may actually make you overthink. So, oh, uh, interesting. Yeah, yeah. So if that one kind of <laughs> helps out, now that the tease is over, um, I don't see anyone chiming in yet. So I've, that's why I was looking down at the Facebook. But uh, you got time. You got some time on this segment. Uh, but today's rank it will be the best comic book superheroes of all time. Mm, all time. Well, and that's perfect because we're getting ready for Comic-Con at home. You know, obviously, San Diego Comic-Con was canceled this year due to what's going on, but uh, they've made it available to everybody with Comic-Con at home. So I think this is a perfect list. Of course, it is Ranker.com, so, oh, you know, it, it, it could get weird. It can get weird, but, uh, you know, we'll find out. We'll see what you can do. Now, there is quite an impressive list. I'll give it that. Now, I assume when it says, you know, comic book character of all time, this is beyond just Marvel and DC superheroes. This may even go into, you know, uh, funny comics and and things like that, right? Maybe. You would would think so. I will give you this. Um, It is just, from what I can see, Marvel and DC. Okay. All right. That makes things a little bit easier. That kind of makes things a little bit simpler. Yeah. Now, with Ranker... You normally would get like uh, Image Comics, or you know, maybe it would be Archie or something dumb like that. But this right. one, strictly DC and Marvel. Pretty so. straightforward. Okay, all right. Well, uh, you know, right off the bat, uh, you have to go with the OG superhero, Superman. I assume that he's one, two, or three. You would think so, but Christian. That and it's it's flabbergasting. You know where he falls on this list? Not even in the top ten. Nope. I I what? disagree with it immensely. He's number thirteen. Wow. This is the guy with every superpower. By the right, way, he can right. fly. His healing factor, um, strength. He has everything. He's number thirteen. Number. I am thirteen. Very surprised. Um, it's BS. That's. That's ranker for you. Now, it's, uh, I, I sort of agree that he's overpowered, that, you know, just one green glowing rock is the only thing that can really beat him. But, you know, you still got to consider him one of the greatest of all times. Uh, oh, absolutely. Absolutely. I am walking away if Batman is not in the top ten, let alone the top three. I'm just kidding. Okay. I don't want you to, I don't want you to walk away. <laughs> Batman is number two. Number two. Interesting. Number two. Mr. Man, that is? I'm Batman. (laughs) Yeah, he seems to be everybody's uh, favorite DC character. He's mine just because he's He's not. Yeah, he doesn't have superpowers. He's not, you know, overpowered like a lot of DC superheroes. He's just a guy in a suit with a lot of money. Yep. He's my favorite of the DC as well. Now, along the lines of everybody's favorite uh, DC character, I would assume everybody's favorite Marvel character, at least in recent years, is Wolverine. Mr. Wolverine. Let's let's go, bub. So good we had to hit it twice. <laughs> yep, Wolverine comes in at number five. Number Healing five. factor and regeneration powers. He's from the X-Men series, for those that don't know. Feel free to chime in on the Phoenix page. Put your guesses in. <laughs> now, uh, is this, you say, uh, 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 comic book character. I would assume there's villains in there as well. 
could be. Okay. Could be. All right. All right. Comic, uh, comic book. Well, it's really comic book superheroes. Let's see. Do I see? Uh, no villains. Okay. It's just, All right. just superheroes. All right. With the popularity of the MCU and obviously with, uh, um, you know, everything that happened in Avengers Endgame, I'm going to say I love you 3000 and say Iron Man. That would be a ding, ding, ding. Mr. Number six, right behind Wolverine. Superhuman strength, hand-to-hand combat, and flight. Ooh, now if Iron Man is number six, I wonder... I'm going to say Captain America, but I wonder if he falls in the top ten if uh, Iron Man's all the way down at six. Mm, Okay, and that's your answer. Let's go with... Steve Rogers is number seven. Number Captain seven, America right behind him. Seven. Um, along those same lines, I would say that uh, you know, especially in the last Thor movie, in the last um, uh, Avengers two movies, Thor, because he's become one of the funniest characters in the whole MCU. Absolutely. Yep, he's number four. Number four. Thor is four. Thor Thor is four. four. (laughs) I I think he's ranked a little high there, but uh, number four. All right. Uh, I'm going to switch back over to DC. I'm curious. Maybe the TV show has propelled him, but I'm going to say The Flash. Flash. That's good. You're killing the game today. No one else is chiming, so you got to be smoking for somebody, you know? (laughs) Smoking the competition, that is. There you go. Yeah, Flash is number eight. Number eight. Boy, I'm wondering who's beating Wolverine at number one. Um, Boy, Shazam's too obscure of a character. Shazam! (laughs) Um, Let's head back over to Marvel. I am going to say Captain Marvel. Captain Marvel, she's your hero. When she's going to drop it down to zero. <laughs> I think that's Captain God. Planet. Oh. <laughs> I wanted, um, for the record, Shazam was 27. Oh. I'm trying to see where Captain Marvel falls because she's not top 10. Ooh, she's not even top 40. <laughs> All right, let's move on. I, somebody who's really made prominence, especially in the movies, say Wakanda forever, Black Panther. Ah, Black Panther, very good guess. I I like the guess. Ooh, outside the top ten. Just barely, though, number 11. Mm. All right, and then finally, we've got a time for one more. Maybe she's number one. At least number one in our hearts, Wonder Woman. Wonder Woman is a super girl. She's number 12. I'm shocked to see the rest of this top 10. Tony, go ahead and take us through. All right, number 10, Hulk Smash. The Hulk is number 10. Number nine, Doctor Strange. I don't know. Really? It's ranked too high for that. But uh, yeah, Doctor Strange, number nine. Of course, you got number eight with The Flash. You got number seven with Captain America. You got number six with Iron Man. You got number five with Wolverine. Yeah, number four with Thor. And number three ranked a little high for me, but uh, that would be Captain Deadpool. Mr. Uh, Deadpool. Mr. Pool. Uh, he's number three. 
Batman is number two. And the number one superhero all time, according to Ranker, Spider-Man. Oh, Speederman. Speederman, number one. (laughs) And that is Rank It With Tony for this week. Well, that uh, puts another Rank It in the books. When we come back, we have customer service hell. I know Tony's got a lot to say about this. Oh, yeah, I do. (laughs) Folks, don't go anywhere. We'll be back in a few. Want to expand your advertising dollar? Sponsor this or any America Matters program by calling 775-827-8900, extension 2. Now, back to the show. And we are back, folks. This is the Christian Phoenix Radio Show. It is Tuesday, July 21st. Now, if you missed a portion of the show or you want to catch up on any of the previous shows, it's easy enough to do so. Head over to americamatters.us, click on the Shows and Podcasts link, scroll on down to the Christian Phoenix Radio Show, and uh, you can get audio there, you can get video there, or head over to wherever you get podcasts, Apple, Google, Stitcher, Spotify, Anchor Breaker, TuneIn, iHeart, about 20 in all. While you're there, be sure to subscribe. That way you always have the latest episode. Uh, Leave a review. Let us know what you think. And tell your friends, because as always, sharing is caring. Now, as we head into the end of the first hour, we still have plenty of show with our second hour to go. But wanted to talk a little bit about uh, customer service hell. Obviously, Tony is in retail. We talked a little bit last week. I want to say it was last Thursday or Friday about the guy who freaked out at a Costco and uh, just sort of share some stories of uh, times <laughs> where you know either a customer has been a pain in the ass or I feel threatened <laughs> or an employee's been a pain in the ass cuz we've all been on that side of the coin as well. Mm-hmm. Uh, Tony any particular uh pain in the ass customers that come to mind for you? Uh we have quite a few, yeah. Um I figure you have stories for days, so yeah, you know, one of them, uh, yesterday we were spotting a forklift. Now, if you have to go to the floor with a forklift, typically it's you ran out of a product or somebody forgot to put it out. Uh, so you have to have like two managers. They have to spot the forklift on the floor. Um, it's a common sense thing. Like, you know, like you can't typically, you can say, you can kind of say hi to people. and But it's when they stop and have questions, you can't really stop and answer them right. because you're spotting a piece of machinery to ensure the safety of others. Well, I had this one guy who like cut in front of me. He's like, Hey, where's the, where's this mango? And I couldn't understand him and hear him. And I kept walking and he's staring at me. He goes, where's the mango? And, and, and he was like, mango something. I go, is it mama mango? Like it's this drink. And he goes, and he's like, well, you're not listening to me. And he's like getting all mad. It's like, I can't stop it. Hey, I don't know what you're asking right. me. You're asking me for something, Mango. I can't hear you because well, the forklift. And at Costco, Number it could two, be it could be fresh mango, it could be mango juice, or it could be the freeze-dried mangoes. All yeah, in different and, sections of the store, right? And he, and he was by the wine, so I'm assuming he was trying to find the Mama Mango uh, wine that we have, or I don't know what, what it actually is, mm. something along those lines. But nonetheless, he was getting pissy with me because I wasn't stopping to give him my full attention. It's like, dude, Clearly, you see a forklift, and I, I, I can't really stop and give you my full attention to 
you know, it's not that I didn't want to. I just, I couldn't. I had to make sure, you know, everyone else was safe. So, yeah, he definitely got a little cheesed off. And I kind of felt <laughs> like, uh, what a pain, you know, just what an ass, you really? know, with that. Like, kind of common sense. Like, oh, well, he's busy. I'll wait a sec. Or maybe I'll try to find somebody else, you know, because I do have other merchants on the floor he could have asked. But no. None, nonetheless. Well, hopefully you've never had a day like this employee. Um, shared by Twitter user Jamie Jean says, One time I went into a cafe, politely asked for a coffee and a sandwich, and the barista broke down crying. I asked what's wrong, and what she said hurt my soul. She said, It's just, you've been the first polite, nice customer all day. It was noon, and they opened at 7. Uh, have you ever had a day where people were just such a-holes that uh, you know, you've almost wanted to break down and cry? Um, no, not cry, but I've had days where people have just been, especially during the, uh, uh, the whole Corona thing. I've, I've had people threaten to beat me up. I've had people puff their chest at me. Um, I've had people wish diseases on me. So, you know, I just like, I've had some stuff and I just kind of, whatever, you know, sorry, you feel that way. I could cancel your membership if you're unhappy. Right. So, uh, <laughs> Yeah, you know, but never like to the point where it's uh, I wanted to break down and cry. I've had bad days, though. Like I've definitely mm. had some bad days in general with with the element of everything, not yeah. just one particular thing. It's an element of everything else. Yeah. <laughs> well, speaking of bad days, this is from Twitter user Decent Pigeon, and it goes back to, you know, with everything we're dealing with right now, you know, Grubhub and Postmates and Uber Eats, you know, these people are out there working. They're providing a service to provide food for people. Be sure to tip them generously and leave good reviews and don't give them a hard time because, you know what, they're just trying to make ends meet and uh, help people out. Here's an example where that was not so much the case. So um, in a text chain, the customer asks, can you ask for no cheese on my cheeseburger? The Grubhub driver says, yeah, and apparently the hamburger is a dollar cheaper if you just want that. Customer replies back, I do not want a hamburger. I want a cheeseburger with no cheese. If I wanted a hamburger, I'd order a hamburger. The driver replies back, okay. And the customer replies back, and there goes your tip. I mean, you can't fix stupid. Obviously, a no. hamburger is a cheeseburger without cheese. Wow. Yeah. Right. You could save the buck and just get a regular hamburger. Yeah, that you get, you do get a lot of people like that where you try to save them some stuff and uh, they freak out. But that one's like pretty common because it's silly. Right. A, number one, like, hey, can you make sure there's no cheese on it? Well, don't order a cheeseburger then. Right. And he's trying to save the guy money. Yeah. There goes your tip. I'd just be like, okay, there goes, right. uh, I'm not picking that order up. See ya. <laughs> I mean, I think they have the power to decline an order. Right. I think. You would hope so. Um, yeah. We, we've had to only lodge one complaint with DoorDash um, throughout this whole thing. Uh, we placed an order, I think it was to Panda Express, and the driver forgot one bag of our order. So we only got like two-thirds of our food. And uh, they were kind enough to give us a credit and, and all of that. But, uh, you know, even still, we didn't berate the driver. No. Well, and then sometimes you don't know if, uh, I don't know how it always works, but it could also be the restaurant that didn't hand it to him. And he just was, you know, because right. I know they are timed, you know, they've got a lot of orders because it's all about the tips for them. 
Uh, so you got to make sure you're uh, you're being quick and efficient, but uh, you can only do like it, it's a team effort. You know, if that restaurant doesn't have it prepared or ready, you might not know. So exactly. All right, moving on. This is from Twitter user Melissa Luna. She says, when I worked at Dunkin' Donuts, I had a lady cut off a pregnant woman in the drive-thru to beat her to the window. She threw a latte at the girl working the window and demanded to speak to the manager. She then complained to him that the night before she had purchased a hot latte because she was planning on drinking it early the next morning. Then in the morning when she goes to drink it, of course it's cold. She was dead serious about getting it remade. I hate people. (laughs) That, you know what, I'd like to say like that crap doesn't happen, but uh, in retail I've seen crazy stuff like that. So there are nutty people, but... That's like the hamburger. Maybe that's the girlfriend or the wife of the hamburger layer, the cheeseburger guy. <laughs> well, if, if that's the case, then this is the cousin. And, uh, Tony, I know you'll appreciate this. This is from oh. t- Twitter, uh, Aron Knox, if that's how you say it. Aron Knox! Says, I worked at Arby's for a few years and wanted to die every time I heard, what kind of cheese comes on the beef and cheddar? I used to think those critical thinking exercises in school were dumb, but apparently people need them. No kidding. Um, well, it's not real cheddar cheese. It's cheddar cheese sauce that's on your beef and cheddar, and uh, it comes out of a can. Right, so, but it's still cheddar. It's yeah, not it's American. Cheddar. It's not Swiss. Like, yeah. It's beef and cheddar. What, what comes out of it? Beef and cheddar. I want mocha shake. Um, <laughs> it's just, it amazes me. Like, it, you re- you ever remember when we worked at the video store, and I know clerks riffed on this too, but people would be like, so how much is this anyways? Like, how much is this movie over here? And and it's like, clearly this. The There's price a price tag it. about that big. Yeah. Right? Yeah. It's like, it says it right there. Right. Yeah. <laughs> but you can't say that hey, when you're on the other end in retail. You can't. Uh, you can't say what you're thinking. A lot of the times, you have to just smile and go, "Oh, it's this." Right. God. Yeah. All right. Speaking about how dumb people are in customer service, Twitter user Matthew Kukin says, Kukin. "When I was a server, I was taking a table's drink order, and a girl ordered a virgin screwdriver. I laughed and said, "Oh, so you want an orange juice?" Thinking she was joking. Well, she wasn't joking. She couldn't get it and was rude and insisted. So I put it in, and she got a $7.95 OJ. Oh, hey, you get what you ask for, especially if you're going to be a witch. Sometimes if you can get away with doing those little digs, that's not bad. But, uh, yeah, I'm on a virgin (laughs) screwdriver. Okay, well, simply orange juice, which, you know, is probably only a dollar more than what she paid for anyways because, man, OJ at a restaurant is expensive. It really is. And when they've got that Minute Maid crap, ugh. All right, and then yeah. finally, before we head into our break, Twitter user LDK, somebody asked, how many slices come with a large pizza? The reply, we normally cut them into eight pieces. Person asks, and a medium? He said, also eight, but we can cut any pizza differently you'd like. Person says, that's a ripoff. Why don't you get more slices with a large pizza? Wow. Wow, wow, wow. Well, folks... Stick with us. We're headed into our long break. When we come back, we've got our call-in topic of Go Time songs, the songs that get you moving. So let's get moving to the break. Talk to you guys in a few. Laugh it up, fuzzball. 
Yeah. I'm about to do to you what Limp Bizkit did to music in the late 90s. Surely you can't be serious. I am serious. And don't call me Shirley. Here goes the last DJ. Gentlemen, I wash my hands of this weirdness. This is the second hour of the Christian Phoenix Radio Show. It is a Tuesday, July 21st. I'm joined by my co-host, Tony Sanfilippo, who was uh, bright-eyed and bushy-tailed this morning, uh, had just rolled out of bed. Obviously, we're an hour into the show now. Are you feeling a little bit better now, Tone? I'm awake now, which is good. But, uh, you know... uh... The, the first hour was a struggle, not going to lie. It was a little hard. <laughs> well, without the help of uh, your green apple martini uh, Red Bull. There's not even monster milk. There's no, no monster nothing, milk, yeah. But, uh, you know, that's the way it goes sometimes. But, uh, you know, I think you're hanging in there well, and, uh, you know, we're we're plugging along, having a good show so far, and obviously we have a full another hour ahead of us. With that being said, it is the interactive portion of the show. We want you guys, the watchers, the listeners, to call in at 844-790-TALK. That's 844-790-8255 at the end of this segment to chime in with your pick for our subject. Our subject today is your go-time songs. These are the songs that get you pumped up, that get you motivated, get you ready to go out and do your job or do something. Uh, you know, in baseball, they call it your walk-up song. These are the songs that get the crowd pumped, that uh, you know, get everybody ready for a good showing. And uh, so we've come up with a couple of our choices for our go-time songs, our walk-up songs, whatever you want to call them. And then uh, we are going to open the Phone lines to you guys, the listeners, 844-790-TALK, 844-790-8255. Let us know what your go-time song is. So, Tony, let's start off with your first one, uh, your first old-school one. Why don't you go ahead and explain what it is and why it's your go-time song? Uh, it's it's actually kind of cheesy, but it, it comes from uh, one of my favorite movies, uh, Top Gun. And uh, it's uh, Kenny Loggins' <laughs> danger zone it was one of those songs like i just always loved as a kid and it would just i would just get all amped up like ready to go and when it comes on the radio sometimes it makes me want to drive fast like i'm in (laughs) top gun or something i don't know it would be like my walk-up song or anything like that like for baseball but well actually maybe it would because a the nostalgia factor like people sometimes like the older songs like uh in baseball, Charlie Blackman for the Rockies always comes up to the outfields uh, tonight, mm. and the, the crowd loves that. So, um, and plus, Danger Zone, you know, it's just it still kind of holds up. It's, but it always I always think Top Gun every time with it. But uh, yeah, you yeah. know, it's got an awesome opening guitar riff. The uh, um, the chorus is enough to get your foot tapping at least. Let's go ahead and listen to a little bit of that. Yeah. Oh, 
I love fire, it. I'm, I'm fired up now. Let's roll, <laughs> baby. That song also has that good mix of sort of a slow build to, you know, this epic chorus, which uh, I love. Yeah. So moving on to my first pick for more of a classic go-to song, um, go-time song, walk-up song, whatever you want to call it. You know, I used to work, as I mentioned, in the automotive industry, worked for some luxury car manufacturers, and, you know, had to dress pretty nice. I had some really really nice three-piece suits and this was the song that always sort of got me motivated crazy about a sharp dressed man and uh you know with zz top you always expect a good guitar solo and that one obviously contains one but uh yeah so that was my sort of old school pick now uh yeah i like it that's that, that song still i when i hear that i like to jam out to that one that's uh, a good tune zz top knows how to rock and their videos in the 80s were fantastic Oh, yeah. Cars, women, and beards, man. Exactly. <laughs> All right. The next two picks for us are uh, more modern. Uh, it is no secret that we are metalheads, hard rock fans, and these are our current go-time songs. Maybe not for everybody, but they certainly are for us. Oh, yeah. It's going to scare some people. It is. Tony, I'm going to play yours, and then uh, you can go ahead and explain it. It's just, it's, uh, you know, it's one of those songs I've come across as a, uh, you know, I, I love Kill Switch Engage. It's uh, one of those bands where it can get melodic and then it can just get heavy and the guitar riffs are so crunchy. And, and this song that is particular both. one, it just starts out just with Howard Jones, just mellow, and then oh, it just, <laughs> dude, it just gets me amped up. Like if I had, like, if, like, if if you walked into Costco and you had entrance music, like that would be my jam right there to just being like, all right, I'm here. Let's, let's kick ass. You yeah. know, I, I love it. I like to listen to that a lot, even before a, uh, uh, before a workout that just, it just gets the blood flowing, man. I, I dig the hell out of that song. Yeah. That... And it's one of their obscure, more obscure ones. It's not really one of their, they're big popular ones. Yeah, there's any number of Kill Switch Engage uh, songs that you can pick, obviously, with either Howard as the lead singer or Jesse as the lead singer, but uh, all good, and that one is is definitely good. Then for my final pick, again, on the heavy side of things, you know, I'm a independent contractor. I'm self-employed. I don't work necessarily for anybody else. And so sometimes you need that motivation to get out there and, you know, make something of your day. And so my pick is a song from a band called Hell Yeah, and the song is called Be Undeniable. It is um, obviously, you know, the message is good, but it also has that, that driving force to get you going. Here's a little taste. Yeah, 
See, can't you see yeah. what I mean? Be undeniable. Pump die. Oh. Hell yeah. Literally. Yeah, that song's yeah. just driving. Obviously, you had uh, ex-Pantera drummer Vinnie Paul, who unfortunately passed away playing drums on that. But that song will get you moving. If I was a baseball player, that's what I would come out to. Now, guys, it is up to you. We want to hear from you. Give us a call right now, 844-790-TALK, 844-790-8255. We're opening the phone lines for your go-time song, your walk-up song, whatever you want to call it. What gets you motivated in the morning? Stay tuned. We'll be back with your guys' pick. Unable to listen to the whole show? A recording of today's program will be available later today. Visit americamatters.us and click on the podcast link. Now back to the show. Now back to the show indeed. This is the Christian Phoenix Radio Show. It is Tuesday, July 21st. We are in the middle of our call-in topic where we want you guys, the listeners, to call in at 844-790-TALK. That's 844-790-8255 with your go time song. What song gets you motivated? Uh, could also be considered a walk-up song if you were a baseball player. You know, what gets the crowd pumped up? So in that case, while we're waiting for callers to call in, obviously it's a little quiet today. We did run a best of yesterday, so maybe people weren't expecting a, a new live show today. But either in either case, we will move forward. I was going to say ramble on, but... Uh, ramble on, baby! <laughs> so I pulled up a list of the top walk-up songs for baseball players. Tony, I'm going to run down this list, see if uh, you agree, if you're familiar with the songs or any of the players that uh, come out with them. And then, obviously, we invite you guys, the listeners, to call in with your go-time or walk-up song at 844-790-TALK. 844-790-8255. Now, kicking off this list is a song I'm not familiar with whatsoever. It's a song called Humble by Kendrick Lamar. Ring any bells for you, Tone? No, no, but let me get one of these buttons ready. Yeah. Nah. <laughs> mm-hmm. Nope. Yeah. Never heard of it. Uh, you know, it is the bottom of the list, at least in this list, but apparently it is the walk-up song for All-Stars uh, Joey Votto, Manny Machado, and Cody Bellinger. So, some big names that utilize it, but again, something I'm not familiar with. Uh, one that I am familiar with, not a huge fan of, is Thunder by Imagine Dragons. Oh, that one, yeah. Thunder and the lightning. Na, 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 na. <laughs> it's a problem. <laughs> well, it's funny because I, I've said for the longest time that uh, Imagine Dragons are a cheap knockoff of Coldplay, who's a cheap knockoff of U2, and I'm not a fan of any of those. Yeah, they've got their big hits and all of that, but, uh, you know, uh, apparently it's big enough for uh, players like Clint Frazier, Jock Peterson, Steve Pierce, Jake McGee, and Brandon Snyder to use as their walk-up songs. Yeah. You know, it's funny as I... Don't even recall. I couldn't tell you what team any of those ball players play for either. Uh, Jock Peterson is a <laughs> do- <laughs> is a Dodger. <laughs> that's that's the only name I recognize from the list. Gotcha. Uh, that that that's why I got the fart. I think that's the only one I knew too. <laughs> uh, this next one, actually, you mentioned in uh, the last segment, uh, used by Charlie Blackman, Gordon Beckham. Charlie Blackman. <laughs> Josh. He's here. <laughs> Josh- I'll send you a video of that to make sense later. There's this. Uh, video of this kid 
Mm-hmm. And he's getting so excited for Charlie Blackman. And that's how he's, that's how he's okay. over Charlie Blackman! He's here! So glad you provided context because I had no idea yeah. what them. <laughs> yeah, that's what that was for. Yeah. Uh, also includes Josh Willingham, Jesus Flores, Nick Punto, and Grant Green. Uh, you mentioned it earlier. It's Your Love by the Outfield. Obviously, an 80s pop rock hit. Oh, I love it. Like uh, every time that one comes on, man, the crowd gets pumped. And then right before it says, Tonight. That's like they'll shut that part down mm-hmm. and the whole crowd does that part. That so now sense. during COVID, they actually had a video of that, the Charlie Blackman kid. So like when he did his walk up, they still played it. And, and the only ones that sang the tonight part was his teammates in the dugout. Oh, really? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> hey, yeah. That's love okay. the Charlie Blackman, man. Big fan. This next one is a song that came probably one of the biggest songs that came out of the early 2000s. Used by uh, Washington Nationals pitcher Steven Strasburg and Reds shortstop Jose Iglesias. It is the White Stripes' Seven Nation Army, which is a good song. It's got a good beat to it. Um, yeah. I yeah, was never a huge White Stripes fan, but probably the best of what they put out. Yeah, I like don't Yeah. I'm sure. Yeah, it wasn't a bad. The video was trippy. Yeah, <laughs> I enjoyed the video. That was a good one. Um, But, folks, we want you guys to call in with your pick for your go-to, your go-time song, your walk-up song. What gets you motivated? Maybe it's this next one, which I can't understand why it would be a walk-up song, but apparently uh, it's used by the likes of Josh Reddick, Zach Granke, and Austin Hedges. It is Careless Whisper by Wham. Wham! That was actually one of my favorite covers. I'd have, if I was going to do it, it would have to be the Seether version. It couldn't be the Wham one. Right, but what about the Wham version gets you pumped up? It's not exactly a adrenaline-thumping song. <laughs> That's more like uh, yeah. a, a stroll-up song, not a walk-up song. Yeah, I would. I don't know. There's just so much more. Like That doesn't pump you up, you know? Things like ACDC's Thunderstruck or Back right. in Black or yeah. For Those About to Rock. Those are three just pumping tunes, you know, they good walk-ups off the top of my head. That well, here's one that, that's, I mean, this will fire you up regardless of who you are. It's Killing in the Name of by Rage Against the Machine. Oh, yeah. I, That'll definitely get you going. Ooh, absolutely. Uh, this is our first hip-hop rap song used by uh, Yaseel Puig, Justin Turner, Justin Upton, Shinsu Chu, Annabelle Sanchez, Ben Revere, and Matt Joyce. It's Turn Down For What by DJ Snake and Lil Jon. I can see that one. That, that's that's a pretty good walk-up fire-up. They play those at a lot of sporting events. Yeah. So. Well, it's, it's got a... Yeah! <laughs> it's got a... Okay! It's got a drop that'll, you know, get you going, you know. Turn down for what? Boom! You know, so... Yeah, no, that, that's a good one. I could, I could get behind that. Yeah. Folks, we still have a few minutes left in the segment. We do want to hear from you. You can even chime in on our Facebook page. What is your go time? Walk up song gets you motivated. Give us a call, 844 790 TALK, 844 790 8255. This next one for MLB walk up songs. Again, one I really can't get behind. I understand why they use it, but again, it, 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 it's not that pump me up. Used by Met Slugger Todd Frazier, Frank Sinatra's Fly Me to the Moon. 
I yeah, Frank Sinatra is great and all, but uh, just for a walk up though, no, <laughs> no, like no. just no, no, no. Like I get like Todd Helton of the Rockies used to come out to uh, Eric Church's uh, Springsteen, mm-hmm. and and uh, just the chorus line says. When I think about you, I think about 17 because he's number 17. So it was okay. kind of funny. So he came out because it said that line. And that was the line they used when he did his walk ups. Right. And, you know, in this case, you know, flying me to the moon, obviously the implication of getting a home run, flying to the moon, but still not enough to get somebody pumped up. What about this next one used by. I guess a number of players because they didn't list who, but uh, Red Hot Chili Peppers can't stop. Uh, I guess. Like, there's a bunch of other Chili Peppers I would have gone ahead of time. I mean, Higher Ground, yep. that would have been a fun one. Or Roller uh, Coaster of now. Love. Yeah. Um, there's, a, there's a few more uh, <laughs> more upbeat ones. Yeah. Well, Roller Coaster would have been more fun than Can't Stop. Yeah. I mean, for a walk-up song, at least. Right. This next one, a song I'm not familiar with, uh, used by David Ortiz, Troy Tulowitzki. It's called The Man by Aloe Black. Mm, you know, it's weird as Troy used to play here in Colorado, but mm. I don't recall that his walk-up song. Well, when I think he played there, I don't think this song was out. I think this is a more uh, recent song. Gotcha. Okay, must have been when he was riding the pine in Toronto or his very brief stint in New York. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. Uh, speaking of hip-hop songs that uh, get people moving, this one I could agree with. Uh, Here Comes the Boom by Nelly. Um, I, 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 When you say Here Comes the Boom, I think of P.O.D. Right. <laughs> and that would have been a good one because that I, I could been get behind one. that. Yeah, but I don't know the, the Nelly one. Yep. Uh, here's one, a classic, and uh, everybody can recognize, Cashmere by Led Zeppelin. Good one. Very good one. I mean, that, that's a very good one. And then running down a few others, Black Sabbath's Iron Man, Big Pop and Notorious B.I.G., uh, Circle of Life intro for The Lion King. Not exactly sure why. <laughs> <laughs> I wouldn't use that. just funny. Like That'd be like an April Fool's Day, like if you had to walk out to a Goofy song. That'd be kind of funny, but, <laughs> but not always, yeah. Crazy Train by Ozzy, Welcome to the Jungle by Guns N' Roses, and the number one on this list... I think we'll all agree. Enter Sandman by Metallica. Yep, that's my nephew's walk-up song. It's badass. It is. It's a good one. Well, folks, that does it for our Go Time songs. When we come back, we've got Kids Are Smart. Not Kids Are Dumb, Kids Are Smart. Don't go anywhere. We'll be right back. To join the conversation, call 844-790-TALK. That's 844-790-8255. Now, back to the show. And welcome back, folks. This is the Christian Phoenix Radio Show. It is Tuesday, July 21st. Now, we have something called the Phoenix Line. It is a 24-hour-a-day, seven-day-a-week voicemail line where we invite you guys, the listeners, to call in and chime in on perhaps you want to tell us what your go-time walk-up song is and, uh, you know, you missed the live call-in subject, you're watching us on a replay, 
but uh, there is still time for you to chime in. We will compile those together, put them out in a future show. I think we only need a couple more in order to uh, do that in a uh, segment here pretty soon. But the Phoenix line, the number is 855-PHOENIX-RADIO. That's 855-F-E-N-I-X-R-D-O or 855-336-4973 for the numerically impaired, alphanumerically impaired. But uh, keep it entertaining and, uh, yeah, you know, we'll put those together and put them out in the future. Now, in this segment, we've done a... In the future! <laughs> Great Scott! <laughs> in this segment, we've, we've done a couple topics in the past of uh, kids are dumb. You know, kids uh, quotes that, uh, you know, they haven't lived life yet and, you know, things are just beyond them. Well, we're turning the tables a little bit and this segment is Kids Are Smart. And, uh, you know, every once in a while you get that perfect gem from a kid, something that they've said and uh, it fits so well. For instance... The seven-year-old with her grandpa at the mall on the way to the restrooms. The grandpa says, since you're a girl, which toilets do you go to? The girl says, the one with the picture of the woman wearing a skirt. The grandpa says, and since I'm a boy, which one do I go to? The girl replies, the one with the picture of the woman wearing pants. Hey, in a little kid's brain, it makes sense. And she's not necessarily wrong, especially given the world we're living in right now where... Who's going into what bathroom is somewhat questionable at this point. Yeah. So good job. Good job, kid. You're very smart. (laughs) (laughs) All right. This next one, a kid named Devere, age five, meets Omer, who's 24. And, of course, in Devere's mind, 24 is old. Hi, my name is Devere. I'm about to school you, young man. (laughs) (laughs) Devere also happens to be six foot three, so very tall. Devere stands still and At looks. Five? No, 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 no. Omer, Omer, oh, six Omer. Omer, the twenty-four-year-old. Not Homer. I was gonna say that's a tall-ass uh, five-year-old yeah. dude. Jeez, Louise. Get him into the NBA. Yeah. Uh, Devere stands still and looks all the way up at Omer. Mom says, "Devere, say hello to Omer." Devere looks confused, says back to the mom, "Will he hear me?" Apparently, uh, there's a long distance away, and you know, maybe he has to shout. You never know. Oh, uh, poor Demir. Yes, he can hear you. Oh, here's one. And he's going to eat you. You better run. Here's one as a parent that we've all experienced and experience on a daily basis. The mom frazzled says to her kid, I don't want to hear one more mom, mommy, mother, ma, or mama out of you for at least five minutes. Kid age four replies back, okay, and? Hey, it's not mom, mommy, mama, mother, or ma. It's her first yeah. name. Hey, she didn't specify Anne, so good on you, kid. Yeah, he's a future smartass. We like it. <laughs> Here's a kid whose heart is in the right place. Roy, age nine, says, I wish everyone had a hole in their home, so all the food you throw out goes through it and goes directly to kids that don't have enough. Unfortunately, it doesn't work that way, but uh, if there was some sort of, uh, you know, Rick and Morty wormhole that uh, you could send, you know, the food that you didn't eat to kids who uh, needed it, I I would certainly agree with Roy. Yeah, I would agree with him, too, and that's a smart Roy there. (laughs) Good good one. Here's one, uh, you know, a a kid who, uh, as a dad, this one really gets me in the feels you've got yove don't know what kind of name that is yove at four years old whispers to dad dad i have a secret to tell you i love you the dad melting 
and then the mom says, Yov, maybe you have a secret to tell me too. And Yov whispers, Mom, I love Dad. <laughs> ah. uh, the mom's fishing. Wow. Mom's fishing for uh, some love, obviously. In some cases, Dad wins out. I'm okay with yeah. that. <laughs> in that case, it is all about Dad in that one. Here's another kid whose uh, heart is in the right place. A little boy named Elon, age five. Teacher says, "What do you want to be when you grow up?" Elon replies, "A pizza delivery guy." Not very high hopes, but the teacher replies, "That's interesting. Why?" And Elon. Elon replies, because I want to make people feel good. I know pizza is the most delicious thing in the world, but if it, if I make it, it won't be good, so I'll just be the delivery guy. Ah, that's actually pretty smart. The you reason know, he won't grow up to be a pizza delivery boy. Right. His name's Elon, not Philip. <laughs> J. Fry. <laughs> ah, for our Futurama listeners. <laughs> All right. Um, moving on. Little girl named Barry. She's four. Barry! On a short car ride. Won't stop complaining that she's bored. The mom says, when you were younger, even during long car rides, you never complained and you behaved better. And smartly, the girl Barry replies, well, when I was younger, I didn't know how to talk yet. (laughs) Makes sense. Oh, the sass. That's good stuff. (laughs) This next one, a little boy named Ben, the dad who's angry, says, I don't want to hear another peep from you. So Ben, oh, this kid's got comic timing, replies, meow. <laughs> wasn't a peep. It wasn't a, it wasn't a peep. It was a meow. <laughs> Again, little smart ass. I like it. <laughs> Uh, hence the reason this segment's called Kids Are Smart. Uh, here's another kid named Chigai. Um, again, don't know where the name resonates from, but uh, heart is certainly in the right place. Mom asks, what do we see? Or with what do we see? Chigai replies, with our eyes. Mom says, and with what do we listen? Chigai thinks a little bit and replies, with our hearts. That's sweet. Aww. A little Chigai. <laughs> You're so wise, Chigai. Oh, here's a kid who, uh, actually, wow, very smart. Have you, I'm sure, obviously, with everything going on, you've seen pictures of the microscopic coronavirus, right? What it looks like? Uh, yes, yes. All right. So, uh, little Harold says, Mom, there's corona outside in the garden. The mom shows a picture, and it's these little bulbs of whatever is growing, and they've got these little spiny prickly things that look like what you've seen in the coronavirus uh, little microscope things. So obviously it's not. You know, you can't catch it from a plant, but uh, very astute observation for that kid. And and he saw... Guess what, bitch? (laughs) Coronavirus! And that's exactly what he said to his mom, too. Word for word. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, here's another astute observation that probably didn't make his mom all that happy. Tomorrow, age five says, Mom, are you and dad still growing? The mom replies, No, honey, we're done growing. So Tomorrow replies, So why do you always say, This is too small now? It doesn't fit me anymore. Ooh. (laughs) Mom might be ordering one too many pizzas. 
Yes, uh, sorry. Yeah, it's not entirely true. We grow. We just don't grow in height. Sometimes we just grow in width. <laughs> it happens. It happens to the best of us. Oh. Moving on, this uh, little girl has uh, obviously seen a Looney Tunes commercial or two. Little girl Scarlet, age seven, says, Daddy, let's play a game. The first one to say, Towel wins. Towel, I won. The dad replies, But. Then Scarlet comes back again. The first one to say, Lamp wins. Lamp. Dad replies, But Scarlet, you know what you're about to say, so of course you're going to win. Scarlet then replies again. The second one to say, Door wins. The dad quickly goes, Door. Scarlet replies, door, I won. I said the second one. Oh, nice. Smart. Nice. That is Very brilliant. smart, yeah. That, that goes back to the duck season, rapid season, uh, Looney Tunes. Yes. Good Good confusion there. I like it. Turning the Definitely table. Definitely fooled old dad there, yep. <laughs> oh, this poor little girl. Dad trying to teach his little girl Mia math. Dad says, imagine you have three bracelets. Now imagine someone took two. How many do you have left? Mia starts crying because somebody took two of her bracelets. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> it's a simple math problem. You made you made your daughter cry because somebody uh, took her bracelets. And even though it's imagination. Yep. Hey, sometimes it's like it's like it's like asking a cheeseburger with no cheese and <laughs> not not calling it a hamburger. Exactly. Ah. Uh, Here's one, oh, siblings. All right, you've got uh, little boys, uh, Dor. Again, why would you name your kid Dor? And Daniel. Daniel starts crying. Dor yells, my brother Daniel is crying. Dad from the bedroom, why is Daniel crying? Dor replies, because I'm standing on him. That's a good reason. <laughs> it is, sense. right. Well, it's because I'm standing on him. On the door. <laughs> That's what he gets. <laughs> Ooh, this kid's going to be a lawyer. Aaron, age five, standing next to his newborn brother's stroller when all of a sudden the baby starts screaming. Grandpa asks, Aaron, what did you do to him? Aaron's reply, well, what did you see? <laughs> <laughs> Ooh. Hey, stop! Oh, and another kid who's hearted in the right place. Before we head into the break, you have Yahav, age four, crying. Yahav! Dad, there's a spider here. Dad replies, it's okay. Spiders that live in houses don't do anything. Yahav replies, but he's running away from me. Dad asks, or Dad says, that's because he's afraid of you. And Yahav, with his heart in the right place, says, but he doesn't even know me. Why would he be afraid? Why won't you why won't you be my friend? I wanna just love you, squeeze you, and oops. <laughs> well folks, that does it for our segment of Kids Are Smart. We're headed into the final Good segment voice. of the day. We're gonna drop some knowledge on you with this day in history. Don't go anywhere. Are you shy and don't want to talk on the air? Text us your questions or comments to 775-237-2266. Now back to the show. 
Well, folks, we've made it to the end of the show, the final segment. This is the Christian Phoenix Radio Show. It is Tuesday, July 21st. Now, if you missed a portion of the show, want to go back and catch up on any of the previous shows, it's easy enough to do so. Head over to americamatters.us, click on the shows and podcast link, scroll on down to the Christian Phoenix Radio Show. From there, you can get audio or video or head over to wherever you get podcasts. Apple, Google, Stitcher, Spotify, Anchor Breaker, TuneIn, iHeart, Doozer, Dozer, Deezer, Geezer, Gozer. Are you a god? Yes. Yes! You always say yes. You always say yes. While you're there, be sure to subscribe. That way you get the latest episode. Uh, Leave a review. Let us know what you think. And tell your friends, because as always, Tony... Sharing is caring. Now, as I mentioned, our co-host Ryan is out uh, with work, which we can't hold against him because anytime, you, buddy. yeah, you can earn a, a paycheck doing what you love. By all means, do it. So I'm here to drop a little knowledge on you, hopefully make you laugh a little bit. And as we do each and every day in the final segment, we've got this day in history. Reversing the globe for the stories that turn the world on its head. It's this day in history with your correspondent on the beat, Ryan Wink. All right. It feels like just yesterday, this day in 285, Diocletian (laughs) appoints Maximian as Caesar and co-ruler of the Roman Empire. Ah, memories. Yeah, I mean, it's so vividly in my head. I feel like I just was there. Yeah, yeah. Moving a little bit forward in history, this day in 1669, John Locke's Constitution of English Colony Carolina is approved. On that same day, he also found a hatch in the island that he escaped to. It's it's very strange. Yeah. It was funny because I was going to make a lost reference too. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, I'm glad you went there with that. We're on the same page. You say John Locke, I instantly get lost. Exactly. This day in 1798, Napoleon Bonaparte wins the Battle of Pyramids in Egypt against Mamluk rulers, wiping out most of the Egyptian army. To celebrate, he went to Ferrell's and ordered a Piggly Wiggly. Gosh, it's only the greatest day in history. Excellent! Not for the Egyptians. No. (laughs) This day in 1846, the Mormons found the first English settlement in in California, uh, which is the San San Joaquin Valley. So uh, I don't know when they established things in Salt Lake City, but uh, they moved west to California and established that this day in 1846. It's a good day. All right, this day in 1865 in Market Square in Springfield, Missouri, Wild Bill Hillcock shoots and kills Davis Tutt in what is regarded as the first true Western showdown. Hmm. Yeah, that, that's always good. Yes, you got to see this picture of Wild Bill Hickok too. It's uh, uh, Hickok. He uh, does he got like the big handlebar stash? Oh, he's got a, a stash to behold. Okay, because I think Wild Bill, I think a big ass stash, man. I think that thing's got a life of its own. Like it is a weapon. <laughs> This day in 1873, motorcycle builder Jesse James, oh no, outlaw Jesse James and James Younger Gang's <laughs> first train robbery in Adair, Iowa. Yep, back then they also wore masks to cover their face. They did, but for slightly different reasons. Bandits. <laughs> Bandits. Banditos. Banditos. Holy bandito. <laughs> 
All right, this day in 1943, Stormy Weather, directed by Andrew L. Stone, starring Bill Robinson, Lena Horne, and Fats Waller, singing Ain't Misbelieving, or, wow, let's try that again, Ain't Misbehaving, premieres in the U.S. Uh, movie I'm not familiar with, but uh, featured prominent uh, uh, African-American tap dancers, musicians, and actors, Bill Robinson, Lena Horne, and Fats Waller. Yeah, I think Stormy Weather is an actress of a different genre. Isn't it? <laughs> <laughs> Put that together. Kids are smart. <laughs> oh, I'm reading this one only because I love the picture of him. In 1944, this day, British premier Winston Churchill flies to France and meets Montgomery. I don't know who Montgomery is, but he met him there. Hello, Montgomery. This is me, Winston Churchill. This is a picture that my friend Christian Phoenix likes. How are you today, Montgomery? <laughs> this day, 1951, the Dalai Lama returns to Tibet. I don't know where he went, but he returned on this day. Nah, he went down to 7-Eleven to get a Slurpee. Ooh, as long as he didn't get any taquitos, I think he was probably okay. Avoid the taquitos at all costs. Yep. This day in 1952, in one of his few non-Western roles, The Quiet Man, film directed by John Ford and starring John Wayne and Maureen O'Hara, is released in the UK. Wow. A, Brit a movie? It's just weird you say John Wayne in UK. It just throws me off. I know. I know. And the fact oh. that it's not a Western, you know? It, yeah. You automatically assume that it's a Western because I'm sure, what, 90, 95% of what he did was exactly that. Yeah, he was the same character all the time. Always. All right, little lady. <laughs> <laughs> all right, pilgrim. Oh, here's a uh, big step for mankind this day in 1969. On the Apollo 11, Neil Armstrong becomes the first person to step on the moon at 2.56 a.m. General Standard Time. That was actually filmed in a TV studio. It was fake as all fake. <laughs> I'm just kidding. That's there's a lot of people that think that, but yeah, that's really cool. So let's see. This day in 1971, this one literally hits a little close to home. U.S. performs a nuclear test at the Nevada test site. Mm. They did a lot of yeah. nuclear tests back then, and uh, you know, I I wouldn't be surprised if there were some you know hills have eyes people roaming around. Yeah. Yeah, no thank you. Like, that that stuff is definitely modern-day freaky. Like, nope. So Yeah, no thanks. All right. This day in 1971, gangster Sam Giancara returns to the United States after spending seven years of exile in Mexico. Uh, not one of the bigger names of gangsters, but uh, I'm not exactly sure what he did. But, hey, he made it back to the U.S., well, he came back, and guess what? His girl had met another dude and had about five kids already. You're out of luck, Sam. <laughs> out of luck, you little gangster. <laughs> Ooh, this is kind of scary. This day in 1972 was Bloody Friday. Within the space of 75 minutes, the provisional Irish Republican Army exploded 22 bombs in Belfast. Six civilians, two British Army soldiers, and one UDA volunteer were killed. 130 were injured. Uh, that's some scary stuff. Oh, absolutely. Oof. That's, uh, yeah, just crazy. I have no good puns for that or nothing. So, yeah. Yeah. Uh, and yeah. 
<laughs> maybe, maybe good that that's not the case. All right, yeah. something we talked about earlier this day in 1976, the ninth San Diego Comic-Con International opens at the El Cortez Hotel. This was way before it was big enough to take up the entire San Diego Convention Center. I wonder if the Convention Center even existed back then. Ooh, that's a good question. I wonder if that, like, that thing strikes me as, like, late 80s, early 90s, or maybe mid-90s. I don't know. No, it had to be before then, because uh, I remember Andrew Nixon in the 90s. He went to Comic-Con, and it existed there, so. Okay. But, yeah, you know, even in that time, you know, it wasn't as prevalent as as it is now being, like, a huge pop culture phenomenon. It was strictly comic books. Like, it was just a comic book convention. That's what it was. Yep. That's all. Something we were talking about earlier with the walk-up songs. This day in 1987, Guns N' Roses' debut album, Appetite for Destruction, is released and becomes the best-selling debut album of all time with more than 30 million copies sold. Yep. Fantastic album. Um, yeah, It's not good to me front to back, but a lot of good jams on there. A lot of good ones. See, I disagree. For me, it is front to back. Front to back for you? Love it. Front to back. <laughs> it's a good album. It's their best one. That's for damn sure. Yeah, Bitchin' yeah. cover. Not spaghetti just incident. Fantastic. Uh no, <laughs> no, no. That that album was terrible. Terrible cover, cover and covers. Yeah. This day, in 1990, a historic moment. Pink Floyd's "The Wall" is performed where the Berlin Wall once stood. That's pretty damn cool. Yeah. Yeah. Another fantastic album. This day in 1996 was a sad day for Los Angeles Kings fans when Wayne Gretzky signs a two-year deal with the New York Rangers. Ugh. Ugh. Yeah, that's uh, that's losing your star player to a whole other franchise. It's always it's a part of sports, but man, it's a sucky part of sports when your favorite guy goes, especially when they're uh, the quintessential hockey player. Like Wayne Gretzky is what Michael Jordan is to basketball. You know? Yep. And then uh, finally, this day in 1996, The Daily Show, hosted by Craig Kilborn, premieres on Comedy Central in the U.S. And I had forgotten he hosted it before Jon Stewart. Yeah, Jon Stewart definitely, I would feel, I feel was the most popular one, but Craig Kilborn was original. I remember that. <laughs> and then finally, folks, in our last minute, let's run down some holidays. Today is Invite an Alien to Live With You Day. Natch. Okay, come on. Come from space. You can <laughs> stay in my spare bedroom. And while you're waiting for the alien to move in, you can take a monkey to lunch day. Oh, boy. <laughs> I, was, I just got excited to invite a monkey to lunch with me. Come on, little chippy. Today is legal drinking age day, which I guess if you are of legal drinking age, go out and drink if there's a bar that's still open. It's National Be Someone Day, and then something that a lot of people partake in. It's not just every day. It's not just today. It's National Junk Food Day. So indulge. Mm. Folks, we will be back tomorrow with an all-new episode. It will be a Wednesday. Have a great Tuesday. We'll see you then.